Yo, what's going on, everybody? It is 1 p.m. here in New Vienna, Iowa. So that means it's time for another live stream. Today is Friday. It's Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, November 25th, 2022. I'm just sitting here in the sunroom, and uh, there's kids here. The moms have all gone Black Friday shopping, and some of the older daughters. It's something that the um, the women of this family like to do together on that Friday. So it's just me, my father-in-law, and a bunch of young ones. So you might hear them in the background. They're busy playing with some Roblox. Uh, and they're on their iPad. So they should be pretty well occupied. So um, hopefully it's not too uh, too noisy for you. But I won't keep you guys too long today since it is kind of a holiday for a lot of us here, but not for everyone. So I thought I'd still do a live stream while I have time. And uh, especially for those of you listening on the podcast on the audio version, welcome to you guys as well. Hopefully you guys are uh, having a good run today. The weather here in Iowa is really nice and balmy, or I guess seasonable so um it feels really nice i had a really great easy run around the neighborhood today seven and a half miles and i uh, just enjoyed the sunshine hopefully you guys are doing the same everyone watching this on youtube later after the fact uh maybe you're sitting down to a plate of leftovers right now maybe it's a second dinner after your regular dinner or maybe it's your another helping of leftovers from thanksgiving feast if that's the case you're in good company i did that too just before sitting down with you guys here i had a big plate of leftovers all right Let's see um, what we got here in the chat. We've got Bisha Mom says, Happy Black Friday. Hoping everyone had a great turkey day. She says, um, USA versus England now. Let's go Team USA. Elbow cough emoji. Mm, Martha says, Yesterday landed weird on the curb and twinged an ankle ligament, ATSL. Stopped hurting until 7 p.m. when it swelled up. Iced and took an NSAID because I was limping. A miraculously 90% better day. Martha, that's quite a roller coaster. That we went on in just one comment there. So hopefully you're feeling better. Um, wow, got to watch out for those uh, last-minute injuries. Hopefully it gets better. All right. Eliza says, hi, CoFam. Happy post-Thanksgiving. Hope everyone had plenty to eat and are shopping those deals. Yeah, what are you, are you guys shopping for anything today? I, got, I told you guys already. I bought some stuff uh, at Kraft. Um, they had like a Black Friday deal earlier this week before we came out here to Iowa. So it must have been like Monday or something like that. Before we came out to Iowa, and um, and then like Wednesday night, I got another. I got like a thirty dollar like gift card from them too. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll get something else. But I'm like, I already just spent like three hundred dollars there. <laughs> Can't be spending more money uh, on that crap stuff, even though it is usually money very very well spent. Uh, but let me know what you guys are buying. I'm not buying anything else today. I'm not planning on it anyway. I mean, my wife's doing all the like the holiday shopping, so it's not like our family's buying nothing. My wife's doing plenty of that, taking care of all the. Gifts for teachers and caretakers and family members and all that kind of thing. Um, but running-wise, I uh, I did sign up for Winter Grit since I'll be training for Tokyo. I figured I might as well sign up for Winter Grit this year. Um, but I, that's the only thing I think I'm going to buy. What are you guys? Are you guys getting? Is there anything out there worth getting today? All right, uh, Lou says, "Yo, what's going on? Hey, now, co family. Hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving in the U.S. Well, thanks. Um, JC's checking in from the phone." Yeah, we got a little bit of a different uh, icon today, JC. Interesting. Um, all right, we got Sean Marshall that says, hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. I, I'm going to say it that way. I'm not sure exactly. It's hey, everybody with a bunch of whys for those of you that are listening. But I'm going to say it like, hey, everybody. Like, hey, Dr. Nate. That's how I'm going to say it. <laughs> uh, Ken Fops here says, hi, Co and family. Lou Klein said he just had lunch, a.k.a. leftovers. Nice. Jody Beck says, good day, everyone. Good to see you, Jody. 
And Jason is in Austin, got 16 miles in with no rain. That's nice. Oh, you know what I forgot to do today? I think I could see the weather for CIM now. Can anyone see it 10 days out? I think it looked like there was going to be rain in the forecast, at least for the week leading up to it. But as of yesterday, I couldn't see Sunday's weather quite yet, but it looked like some of that rain and kind of our forecast. I think we're going to have good weather this year for CIM. I haven't, I haven't done a recent check. Vantablozovki uh, says, if you're looking for some deals, next percent twos are available for 112 euros. That's an incredible price. Wow, that's great. Um, Michael Haney says he got the Audios Pro 3 for 125 bucks. That is also an amazing deal. I know some of you got the Prime X Strung for like 150, also an incredible deal. So Adidas, it's like a fire sale over there these days. Uh, Martha says, I bought a few uh, rabbit items. Discount is site-wide and 20 to 40%, depending on how much you buy. Oh, that is a nice discount. Um, I was looking at the Believe in the Run website today because I was looking for the how to sign up for Winter Grit. And they had their, like, uh, was it a winter gift guide? Something like that. And uh, they had that, um, the jacket. That's like It looks like it's a, a, just like a plaid or checkered shirt, but it's a jacket, the gray one. That one, I highly recommend that one. I've been wearing that one all week. It has been my uh, jacket of choice and um, for this trip, and, it, and it's just really good. I really enjoy it. I went with the kids for a, a walk yesterday. Took many of the kids and all of the dogs. There was only two dogs. Later on, there was a third, but all the dogs that were at the house at the time. And then my brother-in-law also came. So there was a big bunch of us. We went for about 30 minutes outside walking. The jacket was perfect. Mm, all right. Elijah says, I am sad. Alter didn't have any of my shoes on sale. Ended up signing up for the Believe in the Run Winter Grit and some pants from Path. Oh, okay. Which pants did you get from Path? I've been wearing, um, also on this trip, I brought the uh, the long pants, the casual pants, not the running ones, the one that have like a belt and everything. Those are good pants. I like them. They're a little bit thin for like winter wear, at least Midwest winter wear. But I also think that they could be real nice with like leggings underneath and then those on top for when it gets really cold here in, in the Midwest. Um, but I feel like if you're thinking about like path projects, whether that's like that Northern California vibe, it's perfect for like all year round. And I do, I do think I'm going to be using it for travel. I got a black pair and I have a gray pair. And I think, I think I'll probably bring the black pair with me when I go to Austin. Lou Klein said, Lou signed up for Winter Grit too. Nice. And then it's just Mark says, they've been shopping for stuff to help cross train. A fan for Zwift, a jump rope, and a plyometric box. Yeah, I I like, you know, the treadmill that my wife and I got has a fan built into it. I don't have a fan for the bike. So I got the uh, Wahoo Kicker Snap a little while ago, and I've been using that in the basement. And I don't have a fan for it. And I feel like I should get a fan because I get so sweaty on the bike. But it also feels kind of silly to, like, set up a fan by a stationary bike. I don't know, something about it just seems a little bit goofy, but I'm like, I think I'm there. I'm ready for it. I think I need one too. Uh, Sierra says, I signed up for Grit as well. First time, awesome, very cool. Hope you enjoy it. Um, yeah, I'm gonna, this year I'm gonna try, you know, I skipped out the last, I think two Grits. I don't think I did any Grits last year. The last one I did was like a couple summers ago. So maybe it's more than two that I've missed out. 
But um, this one, I was like, you know, I'm going to be training a lot. I'm going to be logging those miles. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add mine in there as well. Someone says, ooh, I should sign up for Winter Grip. Yeah. Um, they said that they have like a limited number. I was listening to the podcast today on my run. But I think the limited number is not like a space capacity. It's if you want that ASICS um, pullover. It's branded with a Believe in the Run logo. And then there's two different colors depending on men's and women's. I, you can also opt to not get the hoodie. I opted not to get it because I already have that ASICS hoodie. I have it in all black. So I was like, I don't need it. Hopefully I'll still get a hat though because I really want that winter hat. That looks nice. Um, all right, Rachel Curry says, hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving with your family. We did, we did. One, one kind of like not disappointing thing is, one thing that I was a little bit intrigued by is that um, two of my nieces were going to be bringing um, significant others to Thanksgiving, both for the first time. And so they were going to be the first of the grandkids to bring significant others home. So I was really looking forward to that. I was going to be, I mean, I've, I've met one of the significant others, not the other one. Um, I met him at a wedding over the spring, summer, a little while ago. Um, but that would have been interesting to see. But we still had 22 people in the house. So it was a nice big family gathering. CV76 is back from Disney. It says, saw a lot of hokas and on shoes. Even saw a kid wearing alpha flies. I said nice shoes. <laughs> That's nice. Um, is it wrong to wear alpha flies walking around Disney? I think that that would be uncomfortable. As squishy and soft as um, ZoomX can be, I think that when I stand in ZoomX shoes, I feel like it's a negative drop. I feel like I'm tilting backwards. And I just think that that would get really uncomfortable. And I also feel like you're asking a lot of your ankles to be stable at slow speeds in those shoes. I'm not sure I would like that, but I don't know. I mean, I feel like depending on the age, when you're at Disney, you want to you wanna flex. You got to put on all the fancy stuff, right? As a kid, maybe. So maybe that's what the kid was doing. Maybe the kid was hoping that you know, that kid would see another kid also wearing Apple Flies and maybe they could connect that way, you know. <sighs> All right, Frank says, if you come in fourth place overall, but if the first three are your age, are you first in age group or fourth? Seen races do it both ways. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I have also seen it both ways. Um, I think that you would be the first in your age group because the first three people get pulled out of your age group to go to, I mean, I could see the argument the other way because it's like, well, the first three people ahead of you were in your age group. So you're not the first in your age group, but you've placed first. Maybe you're not the first in your age group, but you get the number one trophy for your age group. Does that distinction make any sense? I don't know that that makes sense. Uh, but either way, congratulations, Frank. Sounds like Frank's trying to flex here. I'm trying to tell us he's even fourth overall. Nice work. Um, by the way, Adam was telling us all about how many shakeout turkey trots there are in uh, the Boulder area. There's like there's over 20. He sent me a screenshot of like a listing of all of them. I don't even know that. The, I don't even think that was all of them. But there was indeed a lot of turkey trots in the Boulder area. Really funny. All right. Martha says, CM weather will be excellent. No rain now. Overcast and high in the 60s with a low in the 40s in the morning, so it should be great. That's about perfect racing weather, in my opinion. I think that's going to be absolutely fantastic. I know some people like to have it in the 30s at the start. I, it's dark at the start of CIM. 
it was dark for a long it was really over it was like foggy last year so it stayed dark for a long time and i think that also like affects how warm temperatures kind of feel so. all right brian's got some shopping news he says this pro endorphin pro 3 for 119 dollars with vip 50 at Saucon. that's incredibly good um luke klein got a pair of takumi sen eights for 70 bucks love that shoe um, oh man, Brian Tamarine says the feed has Martin bundles for 33% off. That's quite a deal. Martin never goes on sale. That's incredible. They must be hoping, I'm guessing that they're thinking if they make the Martin bundles 33% off, their free shipping doesn't, won't hit until people add other stuff on to it. So I'm, I'm hoping, I'm guessing that they're like, they're eat. I don't know. I feel like Martin, does Martin ever like regulate like Apple? Like you can't like mark down apple products right too much or apple gets mad at you um i wonder if more i could see martin doing the same thing it's like the apple products of the running world isn't it so it's interesting but it's a good i mean that that'll draw people i might have to do some shopping later although i think i'm all set for cim but like and it's going to be a while i think the gels will still be like if i buy martin gels now they'll still be okay by tokyo right three months 13 weeks from tomorrow or Sunday, I think I'll be okay. Eliza says, the pants, the Path Project pants I was talking about, it says, Eliza says, yes, I got those same pants. I thought good for multi-use. They have been for me, really, really nice. I, I enjoy them. Mm -hmm. oh, <laughs> says, speaking of Martins, I took a slightly puffy Martin yesterday and I didn't get botches. <laughs> well, that's a really, but on the, but are you sure you did it? Maybe you had a momentary, that's maybe that's why you hurt your ankle. Maybe you had like maybe the the bad Martin was if it was puffy. Maybe it had some sort of bacteria in it, and it affected your brain, and that's how you turned your ankle. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Luna says, "What is this video? What's going on, Luna? This is a live stream um, for runners to get together. A lot of times we talk about running. A lot of times we don't. So it's just kind of a place for runners to hang out." Um, I can, you can also ask me any questions if there's anything I can't answer, you know, um, ask it to the group at large and between all of us, we'll usually have some sort of answer for you, or at least be able to direct you in the right direction. Um, so you're welcome here. Um, I hope you have a good time. All right. It's just Mark says when it comes to being on the bike and indoor trainer, having a fan makes a huge difference. All right. I'm gonna have to try it. I'm gonna try. My wife's been teasing me a lot though because I've been getting like um, I, I've previously have had like one cycling bib for very cold weather and one cycling bib for like super hot weather. So like if I was gonna ride the bike multiple times a week, I needed to buy some more stuff because um, otherwise things would just constantly be dirty. And um, every time I walk through the house, like wearing my cycling gear, like my wife just starts giggling like crazy. But then I come up and I'm like dripping with sweat. And she's like, oh, wow, you, you get hot down there. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, just an easy ride. She's like, it doesn't look like an easy ride. You're dripping with sweat. I don't know how the fan's going to help me with that, with her teasing me, but I don't know. Maybe I'll get a fan either way. Uh, Michael Haney says, any rumors you're looking to confirm in Austin? No, so, so far in Austin, the only things that I'm really looking, I'm not really looking for anything. Um, one of the things that I'll keep keeping tabs on is like 
which shoes aren't coming back and which shoes are, right? So like, just to kind of get a sense for trends, like, um, is anyone, or like, is anyone gonna be bringing any more rule breaking shoes, super stack shoes? Like, are we gonna see anything like the Primex um, or the SD trainer or super blast, those super tall shoes? Are we gonna see any more of those super tall shoes with race foams? Um, I'm not sure if we're going to see anything like that. Um, but like, what are the franchises that are like, or I guess marks that are going to not continue? And that's kind of what I'm interested to see. But otherwise, like, um, I'm not as like, it's not that I'm not excited to go this year. I'm worried that it's going to be very overwhelming and that it's going to be exhausting. I'm going around with Drew Whitcomb and Ashley Mateo this year. So we're all going to like, um, go to these different like appointments at all these booths together and I just have a feeling like we're really tightly scheduled like the entire day I feel like it's going to be really draining so I'm trying to like I'm more concerned about like how exhausted I'm going to feel and like how do I keep the right energy levels up for all the people that I'm going to meet uh, I feel like this year I'm approaching it much more professionally than last year last year I was just like lurking in the corners and um giving kind of like an outsider's perspective on it. But this year I'm very much up like on the inside. And so it'll be very different. Um, I'm interested to see what people have, but there's no rumors per se that I'm like, looking to like confirm or, or debunk. Will Willing says, are there some shoes or foams that keep their bounce and aren't affected so much by cold temperatures? Uh, I will say that I'm probably the worst person to ask for this because I always will first respond that I think that the effects of cold on foam is I think overstated uh, to put it politely. Um, so like everyone's like, oh yeah, there's a difference between like a shoe at 60 degrees and a shoe at 40 degrees. And I'm like, that you could feel? I think that like, I don't know, is it more no noticeable than the changing of socks? You know, like I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think it is. Um, but People say that the PBACs, the PIBA-based foams, are the least susceptible to changes in temperature in terms of their performance. So like Vmax foams, um, and I think that the uh, Power Run PB is a PIBA-based foam, right? No. It's a TPU foam, isn't it? So I'm not sure. Um, I would go look at the PIBA-based foams. I think those are the ones that are least affected by cold weather. Um, EVA, straight EVA is probably the most affected by cold weather, but I also feel like, you know, the studies that people cite to, if someone even cites a study, other than like, well, it feels crappy when I'm running in the cold. Um, I think the studies that people cite to are like things like, well, we put it in a temperature controlled freezer for 24 hours at, you know, negative 20 degrees, or someone put it in their freezer overnight. And I just feel like, unless you accidentally left your shoe, running shoes in a car, overnight or for a long time, your foams on your foot are never gonna actually be that cold. They're also touching and wrapped around your feet. And so like, you know, it's not like your foot when you're running outside in 30 degree weather, your foot's not touching a 30 degree surface, you know? So I think you have to be real careful. I think people when they talk about cold on foams, I think it's overstated. I'm not saying it's negligible, but I think, I don't know. I don't really know how to answer that question, I guess is what I'm saying, <laughs> sorry. All right, let me scroll down and get, uh, let's see. Um, Lou says, cold versus hot foam, maybe at four or five millimeters. 
you can tell. Maybe I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. Maybe I'm 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 very willing to be told that I'm wrong on this, like shown that I'm wrong on this. But I don't know. I think that people make a really big deal out of that. I don't think it's that big a deal. Uh, Energy Runner says, "What's your favorite stability shoe of 2022?" And note the Brooks Adrenaline GTS 23 is supposed to be released in late December. Now I don't run in stability shoes. They always tend to make me feel really bad, and so I avoid them. Um, I don't think I ran in any stability shoes in 2022. Like I didn't run the, the Endorphin Shift two or three. Um, I've never run in a Brooks Adrenaline. I frankly don't know what the difference is between an. I thought the Adrenaline was a stability version of the glycerin and so now that there's a glycerin a glycerin gts and an adrenaline and an adrenaline gts i'm super confused by all those shoes um so yeah i don't i don't know i think the one one of the ones that offended me the least was like what was it like a gt2000 like years ago like i don't run in the gel kyanos i don't look at the 860 by new balance like i don't i just don't touch them it's something that I, I generally avoid, so I can't answer that for you. Maybe someone else here has some some input. Um, all right. Energy Runner says, is the Glide Ride 3 a good trainer for stability? Uh, I mean, all that being said, I feel like um, that shoe doesn't wobble around a lot because, like, the whole thing about the Ride series, Evo Ride, Glide Ride, and there's a third one. Look in there. I want to say Dino Ride, but that doesn't sound right. Um is that they have a, a like a more of a platform to kind of roll through on. And so like, you know, for as squishy as the foam is on that shoe, it doesn't wobble around a lot. So whether that it's good for stability, it depends on what you normally consider to be a stability shoe. Innes says, going back to Zwift, Innes says, I use two fans when I'm on Zwift. You get hot in North Cycling. Should I try two? Does that seem excessive? I feel like that feels excessive. Maybe I'll try. Maybe I'll try one and see where we go. Mm. All right, let's keep scrolling down. Um, Richard Wilson says the shift is a stability shoe. It is, if you ask me. I think it's list. It might be listed as a neutral shoe, but I mean, like. It's got posting. It's got all sorts of ankle support. It's got like, I really have a hard time differentiating between it and the Tempest. And the Tempest is definitely, a it's like, I think Tempest is considered their heavy stability shoe or like intense stability. Shoe. I don't know what the adjective that they use, but the more stable stability shoe. And I think the shift is like mild stability for them. But to me, I think it's like a super stable shoe. Mm. All right, it's just Mark says, for anyone interested in Ultra, they do have a good sale on some shoes. Just not the ones, what was it, Eliza? That Eliza wanted. Um, they say, anyone interested in Ultra, they do have a good sale on some shoes. Just now I got a Torn 6 for 33% off. Oh, that might be, you know, I was looking at the Via Olympus, thinking that maybe I would like that one. I don't know if that one's on sale or not. But maybe I'll take a look at the Ultra side. I haven't, I've only run into one Torn before. Four the plush is it plush 4.5 or the 4.5 plush i ran that one i didn't i tried to like it i didn't at all um maybe i'll try because i feel like it's gotten a lot of changes since then i don't know you know i think about it was interesting about ultra i think many things are interesting about ultra but one of the things that i find strange is that like they are like when they talk about their 
their product. It's like we are unapologetically zero drop. Like we believe in zero drop. That's part of our DNA. And then like all their shoes are designed to look like they're not zero drop. Like the way that the foam curls around the heel and the ankle, like it definitely looks like it's got some drop on it, like the way that they designed their shoes. And it's just like, you know, like Hoka's used to be like unapologetically Hoka in their design. Ultras, I feel like should be unapologetically ultra. Although I guess like now Hoka like kind of mellowed their image a little bit and they've really taken off. So maybe that's what Ultra's doing, following suit. I'm not sure, but like, I don't know. I never thought that Ultra needed to be exclusively zero drop. I've always said that like, they should have at least a couple of models that are four millimeter drop to transition people from 10 millimeter drop shoes. But it's interesting. Um, but I, I really want to like the Torn, but at this point, maybe I'm just, I'll just get the idea of this. We'll see. Calvin Hong says, drop is surprisingly subjective. With a heavy rocker, where do you measure the forefoot? It's a good question. I think that uh, absent cutting the shoe open, you cannot measure, you don't measure forefoot stack height. You extrapolate or calculate forefoot stack height based on what the, the manufacturing spec is for the heel drop. So like most shoes, like the fine print on the website is like, you know, all references to stack height and heel drop are approximate. They, these are the specs given to the manufacturer, you know, kind of thing. Um, so they can measure heel and there's specific world athletics parameters uh, on where to measure it. But like for any manufacturer to list it on their website, they can measure it wherever and kind of however they want. But there's a way, and it has to be like, if you think about the shoe in like quarters, like it has to be like 25% and 75% of the length of the shoe is where you measure. So like 25%, like is usually kind of like the center of where your heel would sit. And then you measure that. And then if you can cut the shoe open, then you're supposed to measure it at like 25%, I don't know. Um, but most of the time they don't cut the shoe open. So they just say like, all right, it's 40 millimeters at the heel, eight millimeter drop, so it's 32 millimeters at the forefoot. That's how they measure that drop. So they don't measure it usually. Uh, L knock 5 says, how would you compare the Gore R5 Infinium jacket and the Tracksmith No Days Off? Which one would you get if you had to choose only one? If I could choose only one, I would get the Gore R5 Infinium. Um, because they're similar price. I think the Tracksmith No Days Off is a little bit more. The Tracksmith No Days Off jacket, it's, a, it's heavier by a lot. And it feels to me more like a jacket that I would want to wear on a wintry day than run on, run with on a wintry day. Because um, it's, it's heavier, it's a little bit thicker. It's built more like a nice jacket. It feels to me almost like not athletic wear. The R5, the Gore jacket is the opposite. Like I can wear the Gore R5 when it's like five degrees Fahrenheit out and then whatever the wind chill is when I'm running and I can use it for like a workout because it's so lightweight. It doesn't bind you up. You have full range of motion. Um, it just keeps the right amount of heat in no matter how cold it gets on the outside and it blocks the wind, all that great stuff. But the moment you stop running, that jacket is way too cold, right? The Tracksmith is the opposite. Like, when you're moving, it feels a little bit heavy, it feels a little bit boxy. But if you stop moving, 
then it's a lot warmer than the Gore 5 would be. So like they're both really nice jackets and they both can be used for a lot of winter running. I've run a lot in the track no days off jacket version one, but like I prefer it as like a late fall jacket like to wear around maybe early winter. You know, does that make sense? Hopefully that makes sense. <laughs> is Kofuzi doing a live stream at a doctor's office? Hey, there's something. I'm still in my in-laws' house. This is the sunroom. So I'm just sitting on the floor at the laptop on a coffee table. So it's not like shaking around, you know, from holding it. So that's, that's, that's all it is. <laughs> my, my mother-in-law has a lot of plants. She's very good at keeping plants. Actually behind me right here, a table full of other plants. So I'm surrounded by plants right now. So it's actually kind of nice. Calvin Huang says so he just picked up the rabbit pocket tights for 56. The full length one, that's a good one. That's a really, I ran in that today. Because um, it's the full, if we're talking about the same one, it's the full length version of the half tights that I really like. So they've got really good pockets on each side. Today I ran with it, no gels because it's just a nice easy run. But I put my phone on the side and it's just so easy to run with the phone there. So I do really like that one. It's very thick though, it's warm. It's for winter running, for sure. Um, all right, let's see. Energy Runner says, Brooks is the highest drop shoe. I wonder if a shoe with a higher, a drop higher than 12 exists. I think if, if you're talking about women's shoes, a lot of women's shoes used to have 14 millimeter drop. If I'm not mistaken, I thought the Brooks Ghost used to have 14 millimeter drop for women. Um, the Nimbus, older Asics Nimbus, I think it was, it may have had a 14 millimeter drop. Well, maybe 12, I'm not sure. But it was more common in women's shoes than men's for a while. That's starting to go away if it's not already completely gone. The real question is, for me, energy runner, is when Brooks tells you you've got a 12, same thing with Mizuno. Mizuno has 12 millimeter drop shoe. With Brooks and Mizuno, when they tell you you have a 12 millimeter drop shoe, does that actually feel like just 12 millimeters to you? It feels like way more to me. I ran in the Mizuno Wave Rebellion that was supposed to be a 12 millimeter, 10, eight millimeter. It just felt super tall. I don't know what it was supposed to be, but it felt just like super like angled down. Um, when I ran in the Brooks Ghost, it was 10 or 11. I'm several, it's been several years now. That also just felt like a really tall shoe, like, like tilting me up. So I, I, don't, I don't feel like when they say it's a 12 millimeter drop, I don't think that you're actually getting 12. I think that's one of those situations where you're, you're getting more than they say. Jody says, is Tokyo Marathon really cold? And if so, would you recommend running in tights? And if so, what would you recommend? Um, I think that it has the potential to be on the chillier side a lot of times. Um, there, I have not seen a lot of like race reports from Tokyo. The one that I constantly refer back to is the Runner Beans, Charlie. Um, when she ran it, she mentioned that, like, even though the race day wasn't that cold, the walk between the finish line and getting, like, your stuff again was really, really long and exceptionally cold. So, like, that's something that's just stuck in my mind. Um, but this year, I think it's, it seems earlier than it normally is. It's March 5th. So, basically, you know, you're less than a week out from February by the time this marathon gets run. And so I think it's going to be on the chilly side. I will definitely be running in half tights. 
I don't know about full tights, but half tights. And, um, you know, I'm going there with ASICs. So unless ASICs makes a decent half tight for men, which there's an elite kit out there that has a half tight. I don't think it has enough pockets for what I need. So I'm probably still just going to run in the same rabbit half tight. I think I've run six marathons in those rabbit half tights. Um, maybe five. They're really good. Um, three pockets, one on each side, and then a zipper pocket in the back. So you can spread out your gels really nice. The, the tights, the long tights that I was talking about earlier, they're just a long version of that. So if you want a longer one, that might be a little bit warm, but it'll have all the pockets that you need. So, yeah. Those are ones that I just love that rabbit one. The, um, the Janji ones are also really good. They have even more pockets. Um, but, I, you know, I don't need more than three because they have, like, layered pockets on the side. So, like, there's one that goes deeper and then, then one that starts up a little bit higher. And I don't, I don't need that many. It just – I end up, like, getting confused by which pocket I'm reaching into. Um, but it definitely holds everything that you need it to hold. And those are a little bit longer than the rabbit one. So those are two that I would, that I frequently reach for when running with gels. Calvin says, how cold would it have to be for you to race in full tights? Oh, I think it'd have to be below freezing, um, at the start for me to race in full tights. Cause otherwise I'd probably go half tights, maybe some long socks and then like, a, like a long sleeve on top with some gloves, you know? I mean, I'll, I ran in gloves last year at CIM and I think it was like 50 degrees, uh, 45 degrees at the start or something like that. So like I'll, my hands just get so chilly. Um, but I did run in a singlet. I think that like for me to wear a t-shirt, it'd have to be like under the forties at the start or around forties at the start. Maybe I'd wear a t-shirt if it was going to stay cold. But like to race like a, a half marathon or a full marathon in full tights, it'd have to be like win wintry conditions. Jody says, I'm coming off of summer, so I won't be able to try them for Tokyo. Not worried about the pockets as well, but at least has plenty of storage. If you're not worried about the pockets, I do like the Tracksmith ones with the liner. Those are nice. They have almost zero pockets. They have a tiny little pocket that's big enough for like your key in the back. All of the ones that I, I think they've changed since I bought mine. But um, those are really good. They're a little bit thinner. The New Balance ones that I raced in New York in are also a little bit on the thinner side too. So if you're trying to stay a little bit cooler, that's an option. Um, but for Tokyo, I feel like like having like the, the least hot tights, I don't think it's going to be an issue. Martha says the rabbit tights come in 2.5, 4, and 7 inches for the women when they can keep them in stock. I run every race in them, which are called the leggies women. Yeah, men, men, men's tights aren't, aren't quite there in terms of the variety. Um, I, I don't know. I love, I love racing in tights. I like the half tights. I don't know that I'd want a 2.5 inch tight though. Um, but if they had enough pockets, then maybe. I don't know. I just, yeah, I think, I think that's mainly why I avoid long races in the summer because I just don't want to have to deal with like trying to carry gels and wanting to wear split shorts at the same time. That's tough. Uh, Midlife Runner, what's going on? He says, yo, what's going on? And got a bunch of emojis in there to help me see it. He says, Co, 
Did you seek affiliates to send shoes when you first started the channel or was it a threshold of 1,000 subscribers or something of the like? Um, that's a good question. In the beginning, I just assumed no one was going to send me anything. So I just bought all the stuff that I actually wanted to use. And I frequently got like critique of like, hey, how come everything that you review is stuff you love? It's because I have to buy it myself and I'm really selective. Um, so like that's that's like how I did it. I just didn't rely or wait for anyone to send me stuff. Like when I reviewed the Vaporfly Next Percent, that shoe I, I bought on StockX because London got it early. So I bought it from someone presumably who got it in London. So that way I could review it as soon as possible. Now these days I don't really care that much about like getting a shoe like right away. Um, but I think I have a little bit of luxury now where I don't have to do that before I felt like that was something I needed to kind of like, you know, keep sticking my nose in there. Um, but for the most part, I just, I reviewed what I had and what I was willing to buy myself. Um, and then eventually I'd say, I mean, it, it might change now because the game is a little bit different now, I think. But for me, once I got to like, you know, 15 to 20,000 subscribers, that's when like, you know, brands started reaching out to me or, or contacting me. But more it was the, and I think I've told you guys about this before, it was more like I got connected with PR agencies that were doing activations for media companies. So for me, like my main thing was like, you know, Nike was doing activations. They had their like uh, pop-up race series, um, like one race a month leading up to the Chicago Marathon. And so like, they just wanted to make sure that those events were really well attended. So one of the things that they did was they, you know, contacted all the local run crews. But other thing they did was, you know, they got some PR agencies involved as well to make sure that like they had people that had local followings to attend. And so they reached out to me that way. And then, you know, I did good work for them there. And then I kept getting called back and then we did more work and work leads to more work. So that's kind of like how, how that happened. And then, I mean, still though, like I don't really get that many shoes. I still probably buy more than half of them. Like I was just trying to think about it today. And like, I was looking at my, for example, my schedule for the running event, the trade show that I'm going to next week. Like um, I actually got an email from Adidas uh, about testing a new shoe, um, not related to the running event, but that's like the first email I've got from Adidas in like two years. And I got it. I got zero contact from Saucony. So I don't have any appointments with Saucony. They didn't want to talk to me last year. They haven't reached out to me this year. I don't know anyone at Saucony to like email and be like, Hey, can we meet and talk about next year's shoes? So like, I'm going to go to their booth and look around, but like no one's like you know, in contact with me there. Um, and like, I just don't, like, I'm trying to think. I don't think Ultra send me, sends me any shoes. Asics sends me shoes. New Balance has sent me shoes. Um, but, like, Saucony doesn't send me anything. Not this year. They sent me last year, the entire two series. But nothing this year from the three series. Mizuno has, doesn't send, well, they used to send me a bunch of stuff, but now they don't send me anything. So, it, you know, I don't, I don't, like, rely on that as part of like the process you know so and i think that like it it's a distraction to try and like get that it'll come to you if you're making good content kind of thing you know does that make sense um calvin says we'll see i am get a race recap i know the past two races have been more laid back so it was worth the video those are my favorite from you 
Yeah, for New York, I tried to kind of like incorporate it into the runner's weekend thing. So I think that's probably what I'll do for CIM, I guess, depending on how it goes. Um, if there's something notable, maybe it'll have its own separate like um, race recap. But I, for the New York runner's weekend video, I did more of like, for Chicago, you know, I had a different kind of recap. I didn't go over like the mile by mile kind of like recap. For New York, I did something a little bit more like a traditional race recap, but very condensed. I think I'll probably do something like that for CIM. Um, so I'll, like, I'll have a race video of just like the three hours or so of the race. Um, and then I'll have a separate video of the entire like weekend that I'm there. Cause I'm gonna be doing a lot of stuff both before and after the race while I'm there. I think it's gonna be pretty cool. So, um, and part of that, I think I'll do CIM race recap in there as like a three or four minute kind of blurb. But maybe I need to put that more as like something written like an Instagram or something. I don't know, maybe we'll see. I just feel like if I were to do like a runner's weekend video of Sacramento, a CIM race video, and then a CIM race recap, that's a lot of videos about like the same like nugget of running activity. You know what I mean? I um, all right. Michael Haney says about track in the shorts, their New York City Marathon split shorts had plenty of pockets or worked well during the race. Oh, I didn't know that. I know that Tracksmith has been working on their pockets. I haven't checked out those. I'll have to take a look at those. That's interesting. Um, Johnny says, um, I don't have any contacts from Nike. No, Nike has not emailed me or contacted me in, in a very, very, very long time. Not that they contacted me a lot before, but no. no. Although I do think they're going to be at the running event this year, which I thought was something that they never did, but they're going to be there this year. So they have a booth in the corner. I think they're just have a small, I think they're just trying to make sure they still sell to their retail partners. Cause that's what that show is really about selling to like running stores. Uh, Calvin says, did you try the rabbit arm sleeves? They're longer and have thumb holes like a long sleeve top. I'm curious on them. Um, I've not tried the rabbit arm sleeves, but I have tried arm sleeves before that have thumb holes. So like, you know, I buy a lot of generic stuff on Amazon. It's not a great thing, but it's something that I tend to do sometimes. And when I bought arm sleeves, I got ones that had thumb holes. And I thought that they were great until I wanted to look at my watch. And then it was super annoying. So then what I would do is when I would run with them, I would run with like one arm has a thumb hole and the other arm wouldn't be folded all the way down so I could see the watch, you know, as I'm running. So I would look like this as I'm going. And it's a lot of material to fold back. So that's the only kind of annoying thing about it. So like you only need one to have an arm sleeve. I mean, I guess I could have just cut a hole in there, but I'm always worried if I cut a hole in something stretchy, it's just going to keep tearing, right? So that's kind of like where I feel on that. So I just fold it over and that's kind of how I, how I do it. Yo, it's Dr. Josh. He's here. He says, what up, fam? Late to hop in. Hope all's well. Hope you're doing well, Josh. Good to see you here. Uh, Martha says, CIM will have some extra interest with it being the championship race this year. Thing is, runners weekend could cover all aspects. Yeah, you know, the only downside for red, running the race is that you can't cover it, too. So, like, there are going to be some really interesting storylines, I think, with it being the USATF Marathon Championships. Um, yeah, but um, I, won't be able, I won't see any of that, and I'm not going to 
I'm getting in very late Friday night because I'm going to be at TRE. So, like, I don't have time to, like, go to any of, like, the media interviews or anything like that. I don't know that they have those at 10 a.m., but I think they probably should this year. If they do, I won't be able to make them anyway. So, like, that's kind of, like, you know, uh, I don't know. But maybe I'll get to see some of I don't I don't know. That I mean, I'll be around that evening. So, I mean, Sacramento's not that big a town. Maybe I'll see them out celebrating afterwards. But I don't know. <laughs> well, well, we'll see. Um, but, you know, I don't know. Um, there's a couple of people I'll be following there. Um, Noah Dratty is, I think, probably one uh, to really keep tabs on on the men's side. Um, but I don't know. Last year, Noah Dratty went to TRE and then went to CIM. Um, so he did the double, like I'm doing the double. I doubt that he's going to do that again this year because he's I think, trying to do really well. But it'll be interesting to see if I see him in Austin at all. And it says, I put my watch on the outside of my sleeve when I'm, um, so when I, because like this, all right, let me just read it. And it says, I put a watch, I put my watch on the outside of my sleeve. I'm using a heart rate strap. So that way you always see your watch in cold weather. That's not a bad idea. That always feels really weird to me though. I've tried it before. It just feels so uncomfortable, but I guess like having to pull down your shirt or jacket and leave that wrist area exposed to the elements is also pretty bad. But I think what I kind of do is what, where'd it go? Um, Calvin says, when it's super cold, I use that time to run my feel and not look at my watch until I'm done. So that's kind of what I do too, is I still leave it where it is, but I'll like only peel it back every once in a while to look at how I'm doing. But otherwise I just kind of like keep it with my arm, the, the watch underneath the sleeve so I can't see it. For a marathon though, I think I'd probably want to look at it a lot. So that's why I usually just like, pull the arm sleeve down if I'm wearing sleeves. Um, but yeah, for the winter time, I don't really look at the watch that much. And a lot of times in winter, you're not like training as hard for something. This year will be a little bit different for me. So um, we'll see how I do in that space. But I don't know. I, I do like to try and not look at it too much. Mm -hmm. Lou says, I wonder if we can get a live stream of CIM. Yeah, I, you know what? They have those finish line cams, but I don't know if they have anything other than finish line cams because I don't, I don't think that there's like a media truck. Is there a media truck at CIM? I'm not sure. I don't think that there is. I mean, I think there's a car that like leads the way. Maybe, is there? I, don't, I mean, I've never been up front, so I don't know. Lou says, I think Drowdy is done. He was dusted at the Brooklyn half. Yeah, he did not have a spectacular day at the Brooklyn half. Remember, those were like pretty rough conditions. Now, of course, there were rough conditions for everyone running the race, but I don't know what I don't know what his goals were coming into that race. I, I thought I remember from when he was saying that it wasn't like a, an A race. It was more of a like a temperature gauge, like you know, how am I where am I at in the training? But I thought I remember him saying that before the race. So I wasn't like surprised when he didn't win, but I was still kind of surprised he didn't win because it wasn't like it was, a, it wasn't a super stacked international field or anything. So maybe, maybe, but I don't know. I like the guy and I, I, I still think he has a lot of good running left in him. I think it's, I think it's too early. I think that there's, I think he still has his best years ahead of him, I think. <laughs> 
think I think I think he's gonna do well. I mean, I'm rooting for him. I'm a I'm a Droughty fan, so maybe that's blinding me a little bit. But I I think he's gonna I think he's this is a good opportunity for him. Martha says maybe because of the championships they'll be covers nationally. I'm not sure because this is not the first time that CIM has been the the championships. I don't think it's every year, but it's it's not even the first time in the last five years. You know, so um, so I don't I don't know that that necessarily pushes it because of the fact that like you know it yes it's the USATF championships for the marathon, so like you're the US champion if you win, but at the same time it's like, but we also had Boston and New York and Chicago all recently. And so like, I think that's where a lot of the biggest names kind of will get diverted over there and not necessarily to CIM, you know. Luke Klein says, about Noah Drowdy that when I'm saying that I think he's got his best years ahead of him. He says, I hope so. I like his ethics too. Yeah. I mean, he seems like a good guy, you know? So it's, you know, I want for the people that I want to root for, you know, you want to pick people you like. So yeah, I like him. I hope he does well. Um, I also think that that training group, the roots running group that they've got is a good collection of runners that I think will complement each other well. Um, and so like I'm like, super excited to see. I mean, Frank Laura's, Lara Lara has been doing well. Um, Noah's. I mean, it's it'll be really good to see him race again. I think it's been a while since I've seen him race. Maybe since that Brooklyn half. I don't know if he's been in anything else. And then I'm like, I'm super excited about Sydney Gidibuday. Um, waiting for him to bump up to the marathon distance. Um, because he's running with all these other marathoners. So, you know, a, a lot of good, uh, good guys, good group. Um, Parker Stinson's in there training with them too. So it's like, you know, hope for good things out of those guys. All right. Um, Dan Rao, we'll end on this one today. Dan Rao says, just know it's a long time of no poop talk here, LOL. Yeah, you know what? Um, I thought that I'd have some poop talk to tell you about because, you know, yesterday was Thanksgiving. I went for a run out in the corn today, but, you know, I took care of business beforehand properly. The body cooperated. So I don't have any poop talk to necessarily share with you guys today. Uh, although when I was out there running in the corn, although the corn's mostly out, but like running in the cornfield, definitely thinking about it. Definitely thinking about it. All right, guys, that's going to be it for today, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you guys all had a good Thanksgiving. Uh, and for the rest of the world, um, happy cheap shoe weekend for you guys. Hopefully you get some good deals out there. Um, next live stream will be the only live stream for next week. It's going to be Monday. After that, I'm traveling to Texas. I'll be in Texas and then I'm going to Sacramento and then I'll be racing. So like only one live stream next week. That's going to be Monday. We'll make it a good one. We'll eat some food. We'll do, maybe we'll do food and do food and trivia. Is that too much? I don't know. We'll see what, what we get up to, but I'll see you guys then Monday, 1 p.m. Central Time. We'll be back in Crystal Lake. So hopefully I'll see you then. In the meantime, be safe out there, everybody. Thanks.